Breaking Atoms podcast, we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. How you doing? I'm good. I don't feel like talking though. Let's do this. Wow. Is it because we got corrupt? Yeah. A killer. A killer. You know, yeah. like, I, I feel him when he says, I just want to take guys' heads off. No, he means it. He means it. He means it. He's the guy on death row, I think. You know, if you ever had like a, a West Coast Survivor series and you know when you have to pick your guys, like, you know, like if you ever watch wrestling <laughs> war games, yes, yes. he's the guy you send out first. You know, we need to do an episode on Survivor series and rappers. Yeah. We need to do that. We just need yeah. to do a whole series, grab a bunch of people and just talk about Survivor, four, four, four guys, four girls, like just, just do a whole Survivor series I'm with thing. It. I'm with That's it. That's dope. That's a dope. Yo, corrupt is on the like this is you I said it on the podcast I said it off air I said it to him this to this for me is like yo this is heroes these are heroes bro mm. this is great that we get to speak to him we're great to kick it with him and have a laugh with him but this is corrupt the horseman album is out it's a great album it's full of rapidly raps if you like rap music this is 20 years in the making this is like the first super rap group before there probably was that kind of coined name there was no super rap group hmm. at that point I don't know if there was a group you of guys right. coming together. It could have been the very first one. I don't mm. know. I could be wrong. I am not the actual factual, so I, I can't could think be of anyone wrong. else, bro. You might be but right. That twenty years ago, that wasn't happening, and since then we've seen a lot of that happen. And that's great, but this is the genesis, and I'm super psyched that we had corrupt on the on the podcast because I love Dog Pound. It's it's part of my history. It's part of my growing up as a as a rap fan, and you know we've spoken to Daz, and now we spoke to Corrupt. Now we get Snoop, and then we're good. <laughs> then we're good. Yeah. And Superfly. And, oh, yo, Superfly, yo, he does, you know, he gets mentioned here and there, but not enough, in it. Yeah, we need to find him. I always, I always marvel at the fact that someone's mother named them Priest Brooks. That's a hard name. Bruv, if your mother names you Priest, yeah, they have high hopes for your future. Yeah, that's a hard name yeah, still. Priest Superfly so, Brooks. That, that is a hard name. But listen, man, Corrupt Gotti, we got, we got into some really good stories. I, I, I learned something new about Corrupt and his story from this. Same here. And I thought I knew stuff. So enjoy it. This is Corrupt, Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. It's a special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. Our guest needs no introduction, but if you're None. living under a rock... Come on. If you're living under a rock, Come we're on. talking to a microphone murderer, a microphone a fiend, a killer. a killer, an MC with the true spirit and essence of hip-hop, battling people across coasts, universally known, universally respected. We are talking to none other than Corrupt. Corrupt, how you doing, my brother? I cannot complain. I cannot complain. How are you gentlemen doing? How y'all doing, man? We're good, man. We're good. I am, I'm, my mind has just gone back to when I first heard Ain't No Fun and how that changed the balance in my life. And I'm still trying to get back to that moment before everything went mad in a good way, you know? Uh, I'm glad I could be of help. <laughs> yeah, that, your, those, those first lines in your, in your, in your verse, are, they should be etched in religious text. Oh, wow. It's, it's, you know, that's crazy. You know, out of all the lyrics that I've said, 
the most uh, simplest lyrics are my most memorable bars. And that's crazy to me because it just goes to show you, you know, uh, people like what they like, man. And, and people like to have a good time and fun and laughter. I learned that from Snoop because all I wanted to do was kill MCs and stuff and dogs. Like, you can't kill everybody. Man. So my most memorable bars that the world loves the most are those, those lyrics right there. I gave a fuck about a goddamn dog-haired funky bitch. <laughs> I'd always be broke. <laughs> I tell you what, though, my favorite, my favorite lyric from you. One is when you goes, "Um, I'm in control like Janet. Take it for granted if you wanna, cause I'm gonna grab the strap and clear the corner." I'm like, I'm a peaceful man. I grew up in church, but when I hear that, <laughs> I behave differently. Just letting you know. Hey, I grew up in church too, man. When I got away from church, that, that's when I was bad. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. Summit, let's let's kick this off, man. No, yeah. I was just saying off air. I showed it to Daz, this cassette. It changed my life. I'm a young'un. I sneak into my brother's bedroom. He's got the he's got the stereo system, which bangs, right? He's got the subwoofer. He's he's got the system, right? And I was like, yo, okay, let me play this. And I find this thing. It says, it says the dog pound. That's what it says. So holding in my hand. And I play it and it changed my life. It was my first introduction to rap in some ways. I didn't know what I did, what I was listening to. I didn't know. I loved it. <laughs> right. You know, and it's right. and it's because it, it's because of you guys that I kind of discovered that otherwise I'd be on, I don't know what I'd be doing, but it's because of you guys. And and this platform is about saluting the people and our heroes. You know what I'm saying? And we appreciate you. We love you. But I want to, before Thank we get you. into Horseman and lyrics and all that, I want to take it to Germantown. I need you to talk to me about Skippy G. Skippy Jeezy. Oh man, that was my inspiration. You know, when I when I was young, I wanted to be like my cousin Fred. We call him Sharon. But um, he was always fly. He just was fly, man. He stayed dressed and fly and sharp. And we go out to the corners and him, he had a rap group, him and his partner Grand B. Fred was just so slick with the rhymes and his name was Skippy G. You know what I'm saying? And he's the one that introduced me to hip hop. Spoonie G and Maestro and uh, all the hip hop that was cracking was my cousin Fred. And he was so slick with his rhymes. So I was about seven, eight. I wanted to rap. I said, I wrote me a rap. He's like, let me hear it. I said, I'm rapping, tapping, zippity, zapping all the way down the street. Rock into the beat. And Fred was like, oh, that's all that's good. Yeah, stick to it, stick to it. And I was like, for real? And that meant the world to me. And, uh, you know, he got locked up. And by the time he came back home, um, I was in the game. My cousin Snoop, I moved to California. My cousin Snoop uh, put me in the game. He was with Dr. Dre. And Fred was the key to me being on the mic. Was it for Fred? I who knows what I'd be. Yeah. So, so congratulations on getting the the street named in Philly. That's a massive big look, massive look. So congrats. Thank you very it's much. A wonderful thing. Yes. That culture can affect that. How did we go from the kid to king in destruction to corrupt? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I was young and I was serving eighteen year olds, twenty year olds, and all that. So when I come around, they just be like, oh, the kid, where's the kid at? So that's where it started. They would just call me the kid and tell me to come and bust. 
because I would just freestyle. Everything I did was freestyle. And um, then I took the kid. I said, you know what? I'm going to change the KID. I kept that kid in it. That's where the K's came from. I, I always kept a K in my name because that was the kid. Then I was KID, which was sort of the kid. And then uh, I made, uh, came up with what K, I, and D meant, King in Destruction. And that was that. Then I changed to K-Rock. And then my homeboy, Mental Rest in Peace, from Inglewood, he gave me the name Corrupt. I said, cool, as long as I can keep the K, though, I always got a K. I'm going to spell it K-U-R-U-P-T. He said, cool. And he said, my name going to be Chaos. Our DJ Jermaine is going to be Chainsaw. So we started that group right there, and that started Corrupt. So he passed away. And then uh, Snoop named me Corrupt the Kingpin. So I had that one. And then Tupac came home, said, we're going to have aliases. I'm Machiavelli. Started naming everybody else. Edie, I mean. And, and uh, Noble was uh, Napoleon. Yaki was Yaki Gaddafi. Fatal was Hussein. K was K Castro. You know, everybody had their aliases, and then Pac told me, he said, you know what, you corrupt, you're going to be young guy. Because you fly and you gangster. And I was like, that's it. And then Tupac passed away, and I kept the name Young God. So, t- yeah. so tell me a bit yeah. about, tell me a bit about, you know, I'm an MC and I'm always intrigued. I think you are one of the people, you've mastered the art of the first bar. And you, Inspector Deck, prodigy you just have a way of setting off your verses and making them memorable like what's your writing process is it you know just like freestyles or do you have a clear concept in mind yeah basically i freestyle rapping to the beat something to catch me and once it catch me bam oh i like that and then that starts my whole process it sets my whole flow starts my whole flow it sets my whole temperament what i like to it and then i write to it so, you know, and I use that flow from the door. Just a f- quick little freestyle, I say to myself, you know what I'm saying? Not too much. Well, I'll be saying it out loud. But sometimes I just have an idea in my head, you know what I'm saying? Starting with words. Words are the key for me. You know, the right words set my whole pace, and then I add the flow from there. So there's many ways to get placed into that mode. Mainly begins with the beat. The beat tells me everything. Snoop taught me that because, like I said, I just wanted to murder MCs. When we did Ain't No Fun, I was talking about smashing people's heads and pulling out the heater. <laughs> Got my rhymes, my rhymes is like cannonballs and shit like that. And dog like, no, nah, no, nah, holy crap, you can't. No, man, you got to feel the beat, you know what I'm saying? Rap about something people can relate to, you know what I'm saying? Then they did that beginning part. And that, and, uh, he had that. And then I was just like, okay, well, fuck it. I ain't got to be all lyrical. So I was just having fun talking shit. And Dog <laughs> loved it. He was like, that's it right there. Corrupt, go later. I said, shit, okay. Bam, I laid it and it was a success. And then I, I ended my rap like that. That's when Nate came with the hook because he already came with his first piece. And then I ended mine. I said, uh, I came, I ended it with, uh, Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, uh, Nate just started singing right after me. 
He just sang it. It just went perfect. And then it was Dr. Dre who took the ending out, I said, and put Warren G in there to say, trick ass bitch. <laughs> and then Nate came right in and I was like, oh, wow, that's t- I, I didn't think of it like that. I ended my rap. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have You know what I'm saying? You'll never be my only one. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. And then Nate started singing that. And then Dr. Dre was like, just leave out that ain't no fun part. All right, you'll never be my only one. He said, perfect. Warren G, go say this. Say something right there. Just fill in the gap. Warren G freestyled. Freestyled that. Trick-ass bitch. And then Nate came in. It ain't no fun. Boom. Classic. That taught me how to make records right there. You know, it's so simple and real easy. Everything ain't got to be. Sometimes I do raps. Rhymes don't even rhyme at the point, but I'll make it rhyme later type of shit. Yeah. All that good stuff. Crazy. Nuts. Nuts. Um, talk about the importance of, of Ricky Harris to your career and life story. Shit, Ricky Harris was the first one out of all of us to make it. Ricky Harris was comedy. He made it in the comedy world. And he was doing movies. He was an actor. And, you know, what was we? We was just on the streets, gang banging, hustling and all that. So Ricky Harris was in that game. And, you know, that, that was our cousin. You know what I'm saying? Him, Snoop and Daz were first cousins. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know, Ricky was inspiration to all of us. Like, damn, you know, he in this movie, he in that movie. Oh man, he's he's doing things at the comedy show, comedy club, and all that big type of stuff. You know, Ricky Kennedy, he he became DJ Easy Dick. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He did. It was amazing, bro. bro you gotta understand? Wow. Legendary, legendary. But see, you know, Ricky Harris and Snoop. I mean, they just they they bag niggas to death. So you know, that whole Long Beach flavor, cause that's what. You know, it made me the, the the rapper. It made me the artist that I am today. I was I'm I've always been a great MC. I made myself great as an MC, but as an artist, it was people like Snoopy and Ricky Harris that brought humor and comedy to my shit. You know what I'm saying? To where everything ain't so serious all the time, and they taught me how to have a good time, have fun on the mic, and and that's the key to being an artist. Because when you have fun, you know, the people you entertaining have fun, too. That also became a part of my showmanship when I do shows. You know, because Dog, he do shows. He cracks jokes and shit. <laughs> dog, he had a whole crowd laughing like a motherfucking smoking weed and shit. Motherfuckers don't even smoke weed. Be like, man, let me hit that shit. And they want to smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Snoop brought to the table. He brought character, charisma. I didn't have any of that when I was young. I just knew how to really rap good. So, you know, my cousin Snoop did all that. Taught me character, charisma, jokes and fun and laughing and not always being angry. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, What are some of your memories from corruption and the, the streets as a mother? Oh man, very exciting time. It was my time to shine. Uh, my time to shine, you know what I'm saying? My solo career and being out on my own, I didn't have my cousin 
to lean on. I have Snoop or Daz or Dr. Dre, you know, because Dr. Dre taught me all the music shit, him and da- him, Daz and uh, Warren G. So I didn't, it's time that all that I've learned, now it's time to apply it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't have none of those, uh, I didn't have none of those teachings around me. So now it was the time to apply all that I learned and um, stand on my own 10 toes. And, and, and I did that, you know what I'm saying? So it was really exciting to be accepted as an artist, you know, uh, standing on my own 10 toes. So, you know, Dr. Dre was proud of me, Snoopy, all the DPG, you know what I'm saying? As you can see on Corruption, I really didn't have everybody on there. You know what I mean? Um, Dr. Dre came through on a, with Ask Yourself a Question. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, I went back to Battle Cat. So me and Battle Cat went back to the Woop Wop because Battle Cat was one of the first ones who believed in corrupt. Battle Cat and Tony Tobin musically. You know what I'm saying? And I went back to the essence of corrupt. You know what I'm saying? I got a chance to establish myself. So that was really exciting. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention, I, I, I was with, I got my own first deal. Joe Marone and Tyrone came to the table, believed in corrupt, and we got the deal at AM. Big Reg took us to John McClain. But John McClain is the one that got Jimmy Iving to do the death row deal. Crazy, right? Wow. John McClain was the key, he was the glue to Suge, Dr. Dre, and Jimmy Iving uh, rocking out together, man. John McClain, from what I understand, told Jimmy that this shit's the future right here. You know what I'm saying? John McClain's big in the game. So Jimmy fucked with it and we made history. So John, when he found out that I was off of death row, sent Big Reg to come and get come come get us from Philly, come get my company Entre. And John McClain got us our deal at AM. All small world, man, all together. And you know, we made history there too. Independent company. We went gold three times in a row. Gold the first time with corruption, then streets is the mother, and then space boogie. I know I did. John McClain. I didn't know that. I didn't know John McClain made that connection with Death Row. I obviously knew A and M and all that, but John McClain, was the one that was in Jimmy Iovine's ear, and told him, "Hey, man, this is the future right here." You know what I'm saying? Talking about the Chronic, and Jimmy was like, "Ah, I'll take him to it." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's it's important that you have someone who can vouch and say, "Listen." This is this is the next the next level, you know, because sometimes it takes one person saying it to another person for them to believe. So that's a that's a dope story. Talking about corruption, though, is it true that Dr. Dre asked yourself a question? He flew that track out to you at the last minute to make so it could make the album. He did. And, um, you know, because uh, we was basically done. And then Dr. Dre came out the blue and was like, man, corrupt. Uh, Man, I'm loving what you're doing. What you know? Let's 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 work. And I'm like, damn, I'm done, right? But I didn't tell Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, I just like, oh, for real? Yeah, man, I just got started. <laughs> right. So you know, we 
did ask yourself a question and then you know my company talked with dr dre and said this the last one on there dr dre said oh i'm gonna make this real super for you corrupt and i was like wow you know because i didn't want to turn him off oh, that's it well when you, you know when you work with me i didn't want none of that so when they told him that he was like yeah i'm gonna make it real super for you he knocked that down so fast and came to Philly and shot the video for me. Oh my God. I felt like Snoop. <laughs> what? We got Dr. Dre in Philly? Yeah, it's oh crazy. Oh my God. And the guy from my good friend, my good, my big homie, who played in Five Heartbeats as uh, Eddie Kane. Uh, he's, he's in the video, ask yourself a question. You know, he's the one that had the stocking cap on that was the murderer. Yep. So that was him in the video as well. So I really felt like Snoop Dim, like, damn, I'm a star. <laughs> you are, but, but come you on, are man. a star, bro. You are, like, you, Daz, and Snoop are stars that you got to understand the, you know, Chris says this to me all the time. Sometimes you can't measure influence by sales, right? But right. influence that you guys have had across generations is is absolutely crazy the things that you've done is you can't measure that in sound scans or billboards or whatever have you that that that's not tangible enough to for people to go but the influence that you guys have had you all superstars bro like look look at look at well, us thank, we're talk, thank, we're, thank you very much Shit. we're talking to you what 20 <laughs> we're 25 years in listen to this this is like this is what i'm saying like it's all down to what you guys were able to do across the pond on the West Coast at a time where, you know, everything was so New York centric, like it was here in very London centric. So to right. break out of that and to, to have that impact is crazy. Um, just um, fan questions before we get into kind of like um, Horseman. Got My Mind Made Up was originally for dog food. Is that right? Yeah, man. And dad's big head ass lost the fucking session man <laughs> but he didn't lose it you know we were making so much music back then he uh you know you get it gets put in that vault and i'm like man we finally get our opportunity we working on dog food we down to the last records i'm like man where's that shit i personally went to the to the uh I personally went to the hotel because uh, Red Red and them hit me when they got out to L.A. And I personally went to go pick them up in my GS300, feeling good, sharp, nice and medicated. I picked them up, got there, and then it was Red, Meth, and Inspector Deck. I said, oh, shit, yeah, let's roll. Picked them up, went to Daz's house. Hit Daz, hey, cuz I'm gonna be pulling up. I got, I, I got meth red deck with me. Like, oh man, yeah, I'm here at the house. Me and Rage. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Boop, got to the house, smoking big. The beat was up. We laid it, knocked it down. That's Inspector Deck at the end. You know what I'm saying? INS the Rebel. Murderous minds smash minds, states the pebbles. Mental terrorists, specialists at this. Menacing lyricists leave crews defenseless. Dex my favorite. Dex so, my favorite. Oh, yes, sir. So it was like, <laughs> bam, the beat went off. And he kept on busting. But Daz put it up in that vault, that DPG vault. The next thing you know, it's our turn. I said, Daz, where's that one? I can't find it. 
I'm like, cuz you ain't even trying. Look, man, get that motherfucker, man. That, that's the icing on the cake. No, man, we ain't worried about that, man. I, I go looking for it later, man. We, so I said, fuck it. The album sounds great. Let's go. Tupac come home. Now you find the motherfucker. I said, you big head, motherfucker. <laughs> ain't this a bitch? Now you find it. I was like, man, I was just looking through shit for Pac, you know, because everybody had to, you know, Pac home was working on his album. It's the death row way, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the Dr. Dre, Suge, and Snoop way. When it's somebody's project, everybody stops what they're doing. If you got any good records, any hit records, you, you put it up for the person that's time it is, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you, uh, you see if they like it. If they like it, it's for your project, cuz. That, that's one thing Suge told us, man. That was a Suge way right there, man. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's project, everybody, you know, kicks in. So, you know, uh, it was Pac turn. Pac is home. So, bam, we all just gave our all. And Dad's found, got my mind made up. Pac heard it and said, oh, that shit dope. I love it. Now, note, Rage already said to take her lyrics off because she was using it for her album, Necessary Roughness. She did a song to use those lyrics. So Pac was like, don't worry about it. I got that. That's my verse. Pac laid his verse. Pac was just like, man, you know, hey, you know, take that ending off, though, because there's no beat there. You know what I'm saying? So Dad was like, okay, cool. And then Pac left the studio. Me and Dad looked at each other. It was just like, I mean, Deck was just too tight. We was just like, oh, man. So, so Dad kept his backgrounds in the record. That's why it ends. Iron, that's the rebel. Pebbles. Wrist. List. This. Daz kept that. And it sounded tight. So we was like, yeah, we're going to keep that in there. Pac ain't going to notice. And he didn't notice it. Pac, Pac, ain't, Pac didn't even, uh, he didn't even care. He loved the record. And bam, we we kept that from deck in there. Cause, and I was like, oh, yeah, because we got to keep something, man. We have to let it be known that Inspector yeah, Deck was here, cuz. I mean, it's Deck. And, uh, you know, so Pac didn't care. He loved it. And, and he kept it. And that's how that came about right there, man. And it, it was special, man, you know. And um, that was all for me picking them three gentlemen up at, at the hotel and taking them to Daz's, man. So much history, so much history. Got one question for you, actually. Corrupt the MC, yeah, we're gonna celebrate him, but you're also a producer. And you produced Nate Dog Never Leave Me Alone, which is one of his signature tunes. Like, have you got any memories from that particular session or just your your beat making? Because I don't think you get mentioned enough in that area. Um, yeah, I gave I gave that a try. It worked I liked it, it worked well. You know, Daz taught me uh taught me how to produce and how to make a record production-wise, make a beat, put it all together. So, you know, I made it, and uh, I played it for Nate as me and Superfly and P-Funk. P-Funk came with the drums. I told him I wanted it. Superfly did all the keys, came with that shit, and uh, played it for Nate. Nate was like, yeah, is the mic on? All right, let's go, Corrupt. This is mine's. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, cool. So then uh, he laid it. 
And he was like, Corrupt, I want you to bust right there, man. That's going to be tight. I was like, Nate, no. I'm a producer now, cuz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a producer now like Dr. Dre, cuz. Warren G. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then it just dawned on me. As soon as I said Warren G, when I said G-Dub, I'm like, see, this is what's going to make this record classic. So I got Snoop to do it first. So I said, I'm going to get Nate to get Snoop on it. That's 213 right there, cuz. And I said, nah, I'll really be a producer then. I was like, oh, Nate, you know what? This will really be dope. Let's get Snoop on there, man. He's perfect. You know, that's your type of shit. Nate was like, you right, corrupt. Bam, he got dog on there. I said, damn, cuz, I'm a, I'm a real producer now, though. Oh, man. Boom, it turned out to be his first scene. You know what I'm saying? And it killed him. And um, then I made one for Tupac called Tattoo Tears. And Pac liked that beat. Those are my two uh, two most famous beats. Uh, a lot of people like So Much Style, too. I produced that on the Dog Food album. So Much Style. But those two right there really, you know, I was like, damn, I'm a producer. This is Tupac. This is Nate and Snoop. Come on, cuz. They can't tell me <laughs> nothing. I said, nigga, I'm like Daz now. I'm like Snoop. I mean, I'm like Daz and Dr. Dre and Warren G, man. What? It felt good. It felt good. Dope, dope. Nah, I really, uh, I really, I have a soft spot for Nate Dogg. I think Nate Dogg as a vocalist, his harmonies, his arrangements, he's like, you know, male vocalist. He's in my top five personally. I hold him like Donny Hathaway and all them, man. I hold him in that kind of high esteem for real. I mean, Nate was sold. He put the soul to the table for all the music we was doing at Death Row. You know what I'm saying? Nate was that key. Uh, you know, it's that, like I said, that Long Beach thing that, that they had, man. Long Beach got so much talent there. You know, they they musical, they soul, they comedy, they fun. They all of that in one, you know what I'm saying? They fly, they flashy, you know what I'm saying? So. You know what I'm saying? That that's that Long Beach sound right there. You know what I mean? And that's Nate and Snoop and Warren G is a prime example of that. You know what I mean? That's what they do. So when you get all three of them together, that's why it was so classic. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know Snoop or Nate too. That's all the that's all the circle of Snoop and Warren G. That's all Warren G and Snoop. You know what I'm saying? So I mean that's what made us classic. You know what I mean? And that's where I got my, 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 that's where I got my, you know, that's where I got my team from, you know what I'm saying? Learned how to make, make hit records and learn how to have fun and mix it all up like gumbo. Good gumbo. It's good gumbo. Good gumbo. It's that gangster gumbo. It's that gangster gumbo. That's the title of this episode right there. It's that gangster gumbo. The gangster gumbo. I'm going to, I'm going to call this episode gangster gumbo. You motherfucking right. Cause we mixing it all bloody up. <laughs> talk, uh, Karab, talk to us about the horseman obviously is there's um we know the history we all know the history but how did that that relationship develop and foster between all of you guys um through the game we met but but just basically you know having respect for each other as artists the mic mcs and then um we were all good friends you know as throughout time 
And, you know, we just came up with the idea, like, man, because nobody was doing it. You know, let's just, let's make our own little whoop wop. You know what I'm saying? Our own crew. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be us four. First thing came to my mind I was thinking about was uh, the NWA, the wrestling league. I was thinking of Ric Flair and them. They were the four horsemen with the Anderson, uh, Arn Anderson and all of them, man. I was like, ugh. And then cannabis took it to a higher level and, and hit with that concept, pestilence and death, famine, and war, and took it to that level. And I was like, oh, you know, I love that type of shit. So, you know, we just worked on records randomly, put them on different projects of our own types of shit. And then we said, you know, let's just make an album. Fuck it. All the mic though, no album fillers, no Motherfucking, we fuck a hit. We radio and shit like that irrelevant. Let's just straight the mic, man, because everybody's making, trying to make hits and stuff, man. This is just strictly for us, and we wanted to do it for hip hop, for real MCs. So you know that's how it all came about, and just working on music together, twenty years, man. Because I don't even think we knew how big that we actually could have been. We were just having fun, you know, we were young, just having fun because we allowed a lot of people around our sessions and people we thought we trusted. I mean, th- people that we trusted, we thought was cool. And, you know, we just didn't understand the power of this group and, and how exciting it was to other people like that. They were bootlegging our shit, throw our shit out there prematurely. We'd have to start from scratch. And for 20 years, that's been going on. You know, we finally got the rhythm and was able to do it correctly. Yeah, you guys are morticians. You, 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 you out there selling graves? Like it's it's crazy. Uh, like, you out here selling? I was like, yo, he's going, he's going crazy. Like, got centaurs. Like, come on, man. There's some, there's some real rap. There's some real rap for rap fans. This is yeah, this rap, is rap. it. And it's rap, rap. It's rap, rap. You know, this yeah, is I the got, precursor. I got, a wholesale, I got, I got a specialty wholesale. I sell graves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You're selling graves, yeah. bro. You're selling yeah. graves. That's actually mad, selling graves. Yeah. With foreign toolies to send you to Oz like Julie Garland. You're not in Kansas no more. <laughs> 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 and see, that's fun. That's hip hop, guys. But thank you, though. I'm shit. You know, you make these records, you don't know if people really like, you know, listen to it like that. You know what I mean? And even to this day, because music changes so much. And to this day, you know, it still blows me away when people recite, you know, my lyrics. Like, they really hear it, and that's that's what I do it for. I do it for the oohs and the ahs. And, oh, man, and, you know, that that really lights me up. So so thank you very much. <laughs> of course, of course, no, of course it, bro. It's all good, man. I think, look, just before you go, because I know you got a video shoot, just want to say, man, you're, you're such an important part of, of what we do and how we got here. And you are officially a, a killer, like a microphone killer. You're not even an MC. You are a killer. And you are one of the reasons why I couldn't count bars. You and the horsemen, I still can't count bars. And you have officially changed the spelling of corrupt in the dictionary. If I see people spell it with the C-O-R-R-U-P-T, I say that's wrong. It's not got a K. You're the reason Yo, my, for that. My autocorrect is fucked up because of you, corrupt. Yes. I, I, my autocorrect is fucked up. It has a K, not the C. It's you. It's your fault. You an exhibit. Oh. 
You guys change the spellings. <laughs> hey, hey, you exhibit and fabulous. Yeah. Hey, look, hey, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> now we love you, bro. We love you, bro. Thank you so much. Bless you. Search you got on. Who me? Skills. Yeah, skills. Skills is my. It's our people's man. Skills is our people's, bro. That's my guy. Yeah, you better believe it. I had a ball. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Peace. Boom. All right. Peace to Corrupt and to Matt always and forever. We appreciate you, bro. That was fun, man. I really, I really had fun. Yo, he got such good energy. He's a character. He needs to have a show. Yes, he does need to have his show. He could have like one of them, you know, Stoop had his, had his show. We had the green screen. I think it was called uh, SGN or something. Mm-hmm. He needs to have something like that. He's he's yeah. got he's got good energy and he's got impeccable memory, bro. MC. Yeah, he's an MC. He's an MC. MC, he's got impeccable memory. The way he can recite stories, he knows everything. That's dope. I want to share something with you. You know when you um when you booked booked um corrupt on the Zoom, no word of a lie. I just got back from the record store and I bought corruption on CD. Wow. See, look at that. And when I, I opened the Zoom and I saw Corrupt and I literally had Corruption in my hand. And I was like, that's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. That's no cra- word be, of a lie, bro. Because I've listen, been trying to get Corrupt for, for a long time. Um, yeah, I'm just glad. Look, man, this this is um this is just a tick list. Like for me, it's like bucket list. Okay, I've spoken to Corrupt. That's yeah, dope. Because he's part and, of your entry point into the game. Yeah, man, he is. And into you, the culture, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, you have to respect that. And it's, you grow up, these are your heroes you grow up listening to. And by God, can he fucking rap. Mm. Um, and mm. and for what he's done in the game, like I know he was saying like it, it humbles him and it, it still bugs him out. But to me, he's he's he's, he's a superhero. Yeah, he's, he's a superhero. Elite. He's elite. He's, He's elite. elite. And so I'm glad we got to do that, bro. So thank you very much too for, for your for your questions and your time, bro. That was, that was dope. All good, mate. All good, mate. But as always, you can follow us on social media at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Chris's personal is at I Am Kinetic. Mine's is at, at Hip Hop Chronicle. We'll be back with another episode next week. But until then, peace. Peace. Peace.